0: In uh, the book of Micah. In uh, Micah, uh, the fifth chapter. Um, the, s- it's the second verse. It says, But thou, Bethlehem Ephratah, Though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me that is to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from of old, from everlasting. Uh, Of course, talking about this town of Bethlehem and And Jesus Christ, the ruler, uh, there. But uh, I'd like to go now to the book of Amos. And Bethlehem is about six miles south of Jerusalem. And it's little. It's a little town. But something great came out from there. Uh, Now about six more miles south of there of Bethlehem was to, is uh, Tekoa, uh probably an even smaller town, uh, re- and really out in the middle of nowhere, uh, and uh, and I can't remember if, I, if I've preached on Amos out of Amos here before, but it doesn't matter. Uh, Those that were here probably won't remember, and those of you that weren't here, (laughs) I hope the Lord has something in this. Uh, But I love this, I love this story and some of the thoughts, and I won't get in here. Amos had several visions at the end of this book, uh, but I won't, I don't intend to get into those, uh, but uh, I want to describe the situation. Uh, So, this uh, town of Tocoa, this is where Amos was from. He's from, Amos is from Tekoa, and it says, it begins, the words of Amos, who was among the herdmen of Tekoa. it says, which, uh, so the words of Amos, which he saw concerning Israel in the days of Uzziah, king of Judah, and in the days of Jeroboam, is Jeroboam the second, the son of Joash, king of Israel, two years before the earthquake. And there's an earthquake documented uh, in that area and so forth. But we we probably have more information on Amos uh, as far as the timing of all of this and he himself than so many of the other minor prophets, uh, which I love. I love that. I love that detail there. I, I really I, I like it when the you know, Lord gives us that Um Before I get into what he begins here, uh, I want to jump to the seventh chapter of Amos and get a couple of verses to describe him a little bit more. Describe Amos here from this little country town of Tocoa, which it it is out in the middle of nowhere. It looks off these, uh, jagged, uh, cliffs or hills and, uh, uh, so it's 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 out it's in a desolate area. but here it says, uh, in the fourteenth verse, Amos, and he's answering to Amaziah, the the priest uh, of the king here, Jeroboam, uh, but it says, uh, Amos tells him, I was no prophet, neither was I a prophet's son, but I was an herdman." And gatherer of sycamore fruit. So this is what he was. He's this country, country guy <laughs> in this little town, middle of nowhere, and he's a herdman of sheep and a gatherer of sycamore fruit, which is like figs. That's what he did. And he says, even, not only what he was he no prophet, uh, neither was I a prophet's son. He had no name. He was, a, he was a nobody, uh, is what he was. And he is in, uh, in uh, this town that's uh, 12 miles south of Jerusalem, south, uh, six miles south of Bethlehem, down there. Think, where where? how did the Lord find this guy out there? Well, he did. He did. But it says then, And the Lord took me as I followed the flock, And the Lord said unto me, Go, prophesy unto my people Israel. Uh, So, and if you notice, uh, Tekoa, Bethlehem, Jerusalem, they are all in the southern kingdom of, of Judah. They're not in Israel. Israel's the northern kingdom. You've got the ten tribes up there and then the two tribes in the southern kingdom. And so uh, Amos lives in Judah. He lives in the southern kingdom. But God called him as a prophet and said, go up into the northern kingdom and prophesy to Israel. Uh, and so he does, but yet he knows. I, I didn't, he's telling this priest, Amaziah, uh, he said, I, I didn't make a name for myself. I was no prophet. I wasn't even the son of a prophet. I'm a herdman and a gatherer of sycamore fruit, the Lord chose me to do this. So he gives him his credentials. That's his credentials right there. Uh, There was not a seminary in Tekoa. (laughs) There was not one around, and he didn't go anyway uh, to anything. This is is his calling here. And at the same time, uh, Jonah and Hosea, they were prophesying in the northern kingdom already. They're from up there. So maybe the people wouldn't wouldn't become, uh, think they were meddling because they're from Israel, the northern kingdom. But now we have this guy Amos and also Isaiah and Micah. They were prophets at the same time. They're contemporaries of Amos. And I sometimes forget, I get stuck in reading a, a prophet and I think, okay, this guy's here. He's prophesying for the Lord. At the same time, all these other men are also doing this. So he has, as as uh, uh, my dad and some of the other old preachers would say, uh, he, they'd call other ministers and preachers my yoke fella in the ministry. Uh, and they were friends and they were preaching too. I believe, I still believe that if the church is going to receive the full gospel, we have to hear multiple ministers and those gifts uh, wherein they've been called and given by God. Uh not just not just one. So I feel for you to have to hear me so often uh and 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 no one else. But uh but you know where they well in fact the the Mallows are at Dixie Church today, by the way. They're well. I forgot to mention that, but so they'll hear uh probably Brother John Mark Clark. But we've got these other prophets prophesying here, but there's something different about Amos in his presentation here. Uh and so he goes, he does exactly what God tells him to do. There's really a lesson here for ministers of the gospel as well. You're called by God. You have that feeling then uh, you need to follow that and go wherever it may be. The, The key is in rightly judging where is that that God would have you to go preach his gospel. Uh, I pray it's nowhere, that I'm never sent somewhere that, 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 that I would rather just not live, uh, and, and, uh, whether it be uh, uh, some huge city in the northeast or something, or or some foreign country. Uh, but if I would hope that I'd be just like Amos, though, and go where God would have me to go. And I tell you what, that's the only way I would be happy and be content if I do that. Uh, and, and so Amos did. So he goes to Israel. In fact, he goes more specifically to Bethel. It's a city called Bethel. They are deep into idolatry. It's a very rich, uh, prosperous area. Uh, And in fact, uh, I see uh, similarities in the picture uh, that's set up here. Uh, as I see in our in our nation today, uh, prosperous and a lot most, most people at least have been doing fine financially and, and so forth, and, and being blessed and everything. But uh, that's not everything. And so at Bethel, then there is some idolatry going on there, and, and so uh, Amos is sent up there to uh, to prophesy to the Israelites, and so not. Not to Judah in his own country. He went, to some, some, he went somewhere else. Um, so, and then we have this, the second verse here uh, is about the same wording as Joel, um, the same opening in my Bible, third chapter in the 16th verse. Same, same wording there, but uh, he says, And he said, The Lord will roar from Zion and utter his voice from Jerusalem. And the habitation of the shepherds shall mourn. And the top of uh, Carmel shall wither. So Carmel is a very lush area and all, but it's, it's about to wither. God, this is God's uh, power. I've talked about his power, his omnipotence last Sunday. We see his power here. And God has not changed since this time. I always try to emphasize that this is the same God that we have today. Doesn't change. And so we we see his mercy. We see his mercy in our lives and his blessings. Um, So, and I'm not going to read through all of these instances. I think there are six of them. But I'll read this first when it says in the third verse. Thus saith the Lord for three transgressions of Damascus. Which was the, the capital of Samaria. Uh, and for four, I will not turn away the punishment thereof because they have threshed Gilead with threshing instruments of iron. I will send fire into the house of Haziel, uh, which shall devour the palaces of Ben Hadad. Uh, so and he, so he says this here. And then again, five more times, I believe if I counted right, uh, Amos, so he's not really prophesying against uh, uh, Israel yet, uh, and uh, Damascus is Syria, not Samaria. I think I said Samaria, Syria, is the capital of Syria, this other nation. So he begins by, and this is the difference: most prophets would prophesy against the the judgment against the nation where they're prophesying, if it's Judah or 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 babylon or 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 if it's if it 's one of the uh, the nations of of Israel the Hebrew people, uh, and then maybe go to other nations he 's covering all of these other nations that that are uh, surrounding Israel now at this point then and he goes on and on as we move into the second chapter uh, but so those people there. Uh, and and he's in in the uh, uh, chapel of the king here uh in, in in prophesying this thing so they're they're fine with this oh he's prophesying against all these other nations these gentile nations uh, amos is is prophesying against them uh and uh so they're fine with that i'm sure he's getting a bunch of amens at that point and so he moves on though and, and as he, he moves through all these other nations now he says uh in the fourth verse of the second chapter thus saith the lord and he starts with that this is the lord speaking it's not it's not Amos it's it's Amos uh, the lord through Amos his prophet but uh, for three transgressions of Judah and for four I will not turn away the punishment thereof. So now he's prophesying against Judah, the southern kingdom. Still, so we've got two tribes down there. We've got ten tribes in the northern kingdom of Israel. And so Israel still, okay, well, he's hitting a little bit closer to home here. It's, it's one of our nations. We're, yeah, we're, we're, uh, uh, uh str- struggling and fighting with them. Uh, but then they would make alliances from time to time to fight external forces and adversaries. Judah and Israel would, these two nations, divided nation. And, uh, but, but he's getting close to home here. He's now prophesying against Judah, this, uh, our, 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 southern, uh, brothers and sisters, if you will, uh, because they have despised the law of the Lord. He's talking about Judah and have not kept his commandments and their lies cause them to err after the which their fathers have walked. And he talks about sending the fire again and so forth. But so, uh, and in this, as I go through and I'll try to, when I wrap it up, I'll try to bring this out more. But the other nations, they weren't judged according to the law. They didn't have the law. They were Gentile nations. But Judah and Israel, they do have the law. They're judged according to uh, the law that God gave them. And so they they're, uh, they despise the law, and I, I read that, that when I see that phrase there, I always think of the prophet Malachi and his prophecy uh, there on how they they uh, uh, brought the lame and the sick to sacrifice, save the best for themselves, and and I, I oh I see myself in that, uh, and so and, they're, and it says and have not kept his commandments so somehow oh well that somehow God knows that and he's he, his prophet is prophesying in the northern kingdom against Judah so he does prophesy to them some uh, but uh, as we move on then sixth verse of this second chapter thus saith the Lord for three transgressions of Israel and for four now he's on to Israel. Now he's he's uh, as they say he's he's quit preaching and gone to meddling. Is what they would say. They're not going to be hollering amen at this because he now he's talking about them. But he he took all this time leading up all the other nations, gentile nations, prophesying against all of their the things that they had actually done that they knew better. That they knew not to do, whether it's uh, killing innocent people or or or, or uh, oppressing the poor or whatever it is. Uh, and we'll see Israel's uh, guilt in a minute and what their transgressions were, just one. And it says for um, three transgressions of Israel or, and for four, there's more. He can number their transgressions. God can do that. Uh, But uh, uh, so uh, anyway, so it says this is for Israel now. Uh, I will not turn away the punishment thereof because they sold the righteous for silver and the poor for a pair of shoes. They have sold the righteous for silver and the poor for a pair of shoes. We can see a different wording of this in the fourth chapter right here uh, in the first verse. It says, uh, talking about Samaria, which oppress the poor, which crush the needy, and which say to their masters, Bring and let us drink. And then in the uh, fifth chapter, the eleventh verse, to give you backup for this, the poor and oppression of it and crushing them, for as much therefore as your treading is upon the poor, and ye take from him burdens of wheat. So Israel's guilty of that. And other things. I uh, he didn't. Even, he doesn't even go into the uh, idolatry here, uh, and and uh, the the, the, for the love of money and so forth. But so now he's prophesying against Israel. But it's still the word of the Lord. It's not like Amos chose uh, to uh, to uh, lay out these prophecies to these nations. Uh, he was to do that. And yet God was not going to hold those other nations accountable according to or in harmony with the law that he gave to Israel and Judah. But he did did those two nations. He held them accountable for that uh, there. And he reminds them, on down in this second chapter. Yet destroyed I the Amorite before them, whose height was like the height of the cedars and he was strong as the oaks, yet I destroyed his fruit from above and his roots from beneath. So God did this for them, for the Israelites. Also, I brought you up from the land of Egypt and led you 40 years through the wilderness to possess the land of the Amorite. I, and I raised up of your sons, the prophets and of your young men for uh, Nazarites is is it not even thus, O ye children of Israel, saith the Lord? Uh, and then he goes into some more of their their transgressions there. But he reminds them, I've done this for you. Have you forgotten that? Have you forgotten the uh, what I've given you and how I saved, destroyed the Amorite, and gave them the land to enter in? But she gave the Nazarites wine to drink and commanded the prophets, saying, prophesy not. Don't preach that here. Don't preach that here. Don't prophesy that. Prophesy not. They only wanted to hear good, smooth words, comforting things. Yeah, we have that. We have comfort uh, and and all. But but, uh, Amos was sent with this message for them. Uh, They say, prophesy not. Then he says, I, Behold, I am pressed under you as a cart is pressed that is full of sheaves. Now, we do not uh, press God. We don't uh, confine him and, and uh, restrict him in any way. They had put him in a difficult situation here. Had put God in this situation uh, and with their transgressions uh, uh, and, and forgetting what he had done for them. So now in the third third chapter, as I move along. Hear this word that the Lord have spoken against you, O children of Israel. Then he says, against the whole family which I brought up from the land of Egypt, saying, you only have I known of all the families of the earth. Therefore, I will punish you for all your iniquities. Now he's not just talking to Israel. He's talking to the entire nation of Israel, Judah and Israel, the divided nation, the whole uh, family against the whole family which I brought up. It was all of them, not just Israel. Just because they had divided. It's still the entire family there. And you only have I known of the families of their, therefore I will punish you. There's the love that he has. He must punish them for their transgressions uh, because he does love them. They are family. They are his family there. Uh, <clears throat> now... <clears throat> in the fifth chapter fourth, uh, fourth verse so there's some there's a remedy here I love again that God gives that with, this, with these things and, and, and I, I think of uh, Nineveh that, uh, that great nation, the, the, and then Jonah, uh, being forced to go there to prophesy. And he was angered because they actually accepted the word of the Lord and, and changed. Uh, but anyway, here it says, for thus saith the Lord unto the house of Israel, seek ye me and ye shall live. Uh, but seek not Bethel, nor enter into Gilgal and pass not to Beersheba. For Gilgal shall surely go into captivity, and Bethel shall come to naught. Seek the Lord, and ye shall live. Uh, you'll have a life. You will. You will live. We we see that now. This is certainly not. Uh, seek the Lord, and and do all these things, uh, so that you might get to heaven. No, he's taught all of this is for here and now for these people. Uh, do this. Seek the Lord. How, but how difficult would it have been for them to lay aside these things? We'll see in a moment when the priest uh, speaks to Amos and his response. Uh, so in, back in the seventh chapter. Uh, again, Amaziah is the priest of Bethel. Of the king here, so in the tenth verse, uh, then Amaziah, the priest of Bethel, sent to Jeroboam, king of Israel, saying, "Amos hath conspired against thee. In the midst of the house of Israel, the land is not able to bear all his words." So he's he's talking behind uh, Amos's back. He's telling the king he's conspiring against Amos and and he's 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 about to and which this is is this is not true uh that uh that uh, what he's saying about Amos he hath conspired against thee no he's give, bringing the words of the lord to israel as he's been told to do and being blessed to do that for thus amos saith Jeroboam shall die by the sword and israel shall surely be led away captive out of their own land so he's twisting, twisting Amos's words here. He, Amos didn't say that. You go right up to the verse right before where I started reading. It says, uh, I will, uh, God, I will rise against the house of Jeroboam with the sword, battle against him. He didn't say you die by the sword. I'll battle against you. And so he's telling him, he said he's going to kill you with the sword, the, the king. How's the king supposed to respond? And he trusts his priest, Amaziah, um, also, Amaziah say, said unto Amos. So this, this is his where it said, seek the Lord, and you shall live, and so forth. You know, they could have gone that route. Uh, but here, uh, Amaziah tells Amos, O thou seer, go, flee thee away into the land of Judah, and there eat bread, and prophesy there. But prophesy not again anymore at Bethel, uh, for it is the king's chapel. Uh, and it is the king's court. So he's telling you go back down to your town, to Tekoa, and you prophesy there. Get out of Bethel. We don't want to hear your words. Uh, and and uh, this is the king's chapel. It is the king's court. Well, that doesn't mean anything. This is a prophet of God, called of God, come here and sent here and willingly went to prophesy uh, against Israel and the other nations. Uh and this is where, when I began Amos' reply to, to Amos, so I'll read this quickly again, and then I want to jump over to, uh, to Romans and try to close. Amos said unto Amos, I was no prophet, neither was I a prophet's son. Uh, so he said, I'm, I'm, I was no one. I was no one. I didn't come up here to make this stand and, 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 with some name that I created for myself. But he says, but I was a herdman and a gatherer of sycamore fruit. And the Lord took me as I followed the flock. The Lord said unto me, go prophesy unto my people Israel. If Amaziah was a true priest, uh, he would have accepted that. He would have seen that God sent Amos to prophesy there. And in this, I mentioned that I see a lot of the ministry today in the church this way. And, and uh, I think I've said this to you all before. But um, when I was uh, uh, younger, I would, I would uh, become, when I was, some visiting preacher would come to our church and start, say, start like I said, meddling. Which I thought, you know what? Uh, he shouldn't come in from out of town and be telling us this. Maybe our pastor should be telling us this or teaching us this. Well, I tell you what, if the Lord is in it as he was with Amos then, he was sent to another country to preach that. Uh, and and uh, if a minister comes and he's blessed, he's burdened with something on his heart, and and uh, we always have that uh, not chance, uh, but the, that likelihood. Uh, like during our one of our meetings, our annual meetings, we have other preachers come and preach that they'll be burdened with something and, and preach something, and and, and uh, half the time you leave thinking, well, you know what? Uh, how did he even? He didn't even know the situation here, and yet God gave him something to preach to us. I see the love of God in that. If he, if we, if if we need something, then uh, God will bless someone to preach that to us. We don't have prophets. We don't have the prophesying, but we we declare the gospel and and uh, uh, learn the commandments of of God. And, and so uh, Amos had had done that. Now I'm going to go and and to Romans chapter two, and I'll close this close this out. Romans chapter two. Around the um, so so, uh, I'm going to go about chapter two, verse ten. Get a couple of verses, but Paul here really is wording uh, what is pictured in Amos, the the prophesying against all those other nations, and all then against Israel and Judah and the entire family of God. And, and it, it defines it here, what Amos did. But glory, 10th uh, verse, but glory, honor, and peace to every man that worketh good, to the Jew first, and also to the Gentile. For there is no respect of persons with God. Uh, Apostle Peter learned, learned that with his Cornelius experience. Uh, for as many as have sinned without law shall also perish without law. Think of the other nations, those other Gentile nations. They didn't have the law. And as many as have sinned in the law shall be judged by the law. That's Israel and Judah. They're judged by the law. They should be. They're given some. They have been enlightened. They have the light of the law there as we have the light of the gospel. And with that comes a greater responsibility Uh, for For not the hearers of the law are just before God, but the doers of the law shall be justified. For when the Gentiles, which have not the law, they don't have the law, do by nature the things contained in the law, just by their own conscience and by their nature, they, they do these things contained in the law, these having not the law or are a law unto themselves... Let me, one more verse. Which show the work of the law written in their hearts. It's the work of that law written in their hearts. Like we have that today. We have that. I need to go look at a piece of paper and find out, well, what, what all am I supposed to be doing? We we know. Um, their conscience also bearing witness and their thoughts. The mean while a cursing or else excusing one another. Uh Oh, well, let me, one more verse. In a day when God shall judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ according to my gospel. So that that picture set forth in Amos is what Paul was describing here. Those other nations were not going to be judged according to the law because Israel had that. But they were judged according to that. A lot more responsibility. Uh, and, and yet... The law was written in the hearts of those Gentiles, and so they, they knew, they knew what was right there. Same, same today. Uh, God bless and keep you is my prayer.